on the seventh day, God created the right man and said, go forth with your full head of hair, my son. So church on a Sunday, as Righty will be preaching the good word of football any given Monday. And we're good. Go yes, nuts, right? Sweet. How good's this? We, I've, I've got the Denver hat on, even though we're struggling at uh, 0-4 now, yeah? Oh, motherfucker, they had that. The offense did did enough. And D, fucking Leonard Fanetti, he ran fucking 200 yards on us. Jesus H. Christ. Fuck me dead. Find some blokes who can tackle. Defense is our go, mate. Flacco's doing it with the ball. With this game he was, yeah. yeah. This game he's he finding his mojo. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay went for up near 100. I just don't know what it is. Our D is shit out. But let's move on, my friend. And we got Dano. Dano. Special guest, the great man's back. Dano. The fans wanted him back. for, And we're here. Yeah, well, we got him, like, we we got him on before and they uh, everyone couldn't um, believe how good of a speaker he was. I know. Because normally they've seen him piss. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those people ain't talking about chilly Sundays. He ain't going to really... Articulate himself well off fucking two day bender. Well, thanks for the support, boys. I'm glad you're sticking up for me when no one else will. Um, glad to be here just to um, pretty much put it into Laney, make sure Laney knows that I'm here again. And Yeah. Does Laney want on this? No, no. I Why the fuck we're bringing him on? Anybody but him. So with Laney, did he send you that photo that you put on the gram? Or he put that up, Noxie Big South supporter. So he was a bit disappointed they missed out on Friday night and just and lost by six. So Laney put that photo on his page, how I stole that and put it on the gram as a bandwagon supporter. <laughs> um, and uh, what was I going to say also about with uh, um, what happened with uh, Minshew? Is that or him? Minshew. Oh, Min- oh Gardner so Minshew. Because I thought I saw, I thought when they were going to roll down, they were going to fuck it. But then obviously, but we got the holding call, and then which made him get down close to oh the field. Oh motherfucker, Adam Gonners, he's an Australian defensive lineman at Denver. That motherfucker, I hope he cuddles his missus as much as he cuddles fucking offensive <laughs> linemen. Holy shit, that bloke can get penalised now. It's painful. What games did you get to this weekend? Uh, I went and watched Australian Schoolboys out at Wynnum, out at Wynnum, uh, out at Redcliffe, I mean, and I stayed around for the cup. And uh, one of my cousins was playing City Country 16s, coached by Matty Church, and the Country Boys absolutely towed them up, like flogged them. Oh, oh really? There were a few good games out there on the weekend. That um, uh, Schoolboys Australia versus New Zealand would have been a good game. Yeah, Did Sam you? Walker. See the size of some of those kids? Yeah, they were standing next to me in oh the club, God. and I was hoping I didn't annoy them, and they punched the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> the bouncers weren't these taking are, those big guys. These are high school students, and you they, watch When the you speak it, they try to just oh speak. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Sure it's better. Yeah, because you want to face that way, then just tilt it, yeah, like, yeah. back yeah, towards. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I was um, just watching the um, the that New Zealand schoolboy side do the haka before the game, mm-hmm. and there's dudes with, like, full sleeve tats and, like, they look like the New Zealand international side, and you're thinking, holy shit, these kids are still in high school. Well, what age but do you reckon they get their um, birth certificate? Probably mm. seven or eight. They look... Yeah, it couldn't be much earlier, I don't reckon. Yeah, some of those island, when you're from, like, one of those island nations, there isn't a lot of, um, uh, what do you got, documentation <laughs> to keep <laughs> things real. 
Do we um do we know if Clint Dolan's alive? I messaged him this afternoon. No, he's been on a he's been on a bucks. Oh, has he? He was on a bucks. He was on Wormy's bucks. So he got back from Byron. Or he could be in a lockup in Byron, or he could yeah. be back. So or, it could, or it could have flared yeah, up his ass cancer. Yeah, that's another potential. Yeah, so, but yeah, he has no fear, just ripping in. He's yeah. just having a go. Yeah. Good on him, mate, to the old fearless leader there at Mitchie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's why, obviously, why I didn't get a message back. Nothing yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't even know if they were in. He was probably uh, down in a fucking K-hole or something. Yeah, communicado. <laughs> Though, did you, speaking of that Australian schoolboys game, did you see the Kiwis go coast to coast from the kickoff? They kicked off this big fronty. He busted them, offloaded. The fullback backs up, and they scored <laughs> right in the kickoff. It was not like That's no structure. Just every good fullback's backing up his front rowers, and it just gives you the chalkies every time. You watch Tedesco do it all too often, and it just reaps the benefits. And if you down there try and be a young fullback trying to make your way, then watch Tedesco back up on the inside. You'll end up scoring a hundred tries and. Not really having to do too much in offense. Did you watch the Cup Grand Final, Freddie? Yeah, I did. I did d- I, and I that's one thing. Honestly, Winnem I don't watch him what Dane was saying. Yeah. There was two clean breaks. If they got someone pushing up the guts, they're six. Clean breaks and they're too, right back on. Oh. There were clean breaks. That Sam Scarlett was putting blokes through holes left, right, and center. He, he played like, a good game. He man. was unbelievable. What does he have to do to get a run? The Broncos, yeah, just, are sh- the Broncos will go out and shop Brody Croft for th- 300, 400 grand and they won't even give Sam Scarlett even a start. Is, is that what the story is? Like, are they definitely throwing That's that at him? Well, there's photos of him leaving cafes with... Um, Speaking of Seabold, and they Seabold. knew Seabold was one of his coaches when yeah. Seabold was in the Storm yeah. system. So, in the 20s. Yes, it's looking a lot like they've, they're um, definitely in conversation with him. And I'll, there Ash was rumours rumors of figures around anywhere from 300 to 400. And... They pretty much have just brushed the idea of having Dearden or O'Sullivan yeah. as a full-time half. And they've also looked at Ash Taylor. Ash Taylor, some sort of swap Titans. deal with Ash Taylor, which is a massive gamble. We know how good Ash Taylor is, yeah. but what headspace is he in? And it's all a lot of potential. The same as what happened when he went to the Titans. It was all a, like a potential-based contract, which didn't work for the Titans, unfortunately. But yeah. if he's going to come to Brisbane, then if Brisbane are going to um, put in for him, and it's not going to be um, the bulk of his salary. They've already come out and said they wouldn't pay overs for him, but they'd give him anywhere up to 300, I think I saw, and the Titans would and have to finish the rest. Yeah, so but that'd be the Titans giving this, putting seven yeah, in. Yeah, seven But down. that's the thing, what you're saying, like with bad management, yeah. you know, you're, uh, you're paying these blokes overs, and they agree to a, a club agrees to a contract to pay blokes. Mm. So you sign it, you're all signing in good faith. But when does the contract, what does the contract mean these days? It just... When both they just jump out better. of him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, jumping from left to right and Do up and down. I'd take Croft over Taylor. At the moment, I would too. The double-sided tape not sticking up, but um, yeah, I'd take just because yeah, also the, so. the stuff that comes with Taylor. You know, if he if he yeah, pulls his baggage. head in and starts yeah. just playing good footy on and off the field. And Brady Cross coming from a winning system, and Taylor's coming from Tweedheads and Trust Cup. So mm-hmm. you sort of got to. Taylor wasn't dominating the cup. He was yeah. a good. He looked like a good half playing cup. He didn't look like a bloke who's on a million dollars a year. And they were talking about a, as a potential origin half a few years ago. Speaking of good halves, I've been writing down little things through the week. How good! How good! Just <laughs> I've been writing a few things down, and after the game on Saturday night, I just wrote down Cronk versus Thurston because I'm leaning a lot towards the fact that. I believe Cooper Cronk's a lot better of a half than Jonathan Thurston, and I seem to be on an island by myself. 
this one. I just want to Cronk hear is, boy's opinion. Cronk is special. I'll give him that. I'm not Thurston. We all know what he can do. Yeah, yeah. People underestimate. Cronk wasn't even a half until Matt Orford left. Yeah. And then they said, we'll make it into a half. And Bellamy gave him two basic guidelines. If you're kicking games right and you're making your tackles, yeah. I'll keep picking you and but, I'll persevere with you. But with numbers on your back, wouldn't have Thurston worn six more than he's worn seven? Oh, At the cows, yeah. not. But everywhere else, yes. Pretty because much. Thurston... Because I always just, I, if I have a team in my head, I always think Thurston at six, six and yeah. Cronk well, Thurston only moved to six after Lockie retired, pretty much for yeah. all his reps. All the way and that opened the door for Cronk to come in. Opened the door for Cronk to play the seven. Um, Thurston obviously played the seven a lot more at the cows, but I, I always saw Thurston as a seven over a six. And well, that's because every every dream team I sort of think of, I've got Lockyer at six. So yeah, I, I sort of just push Thurston to the seven myself, but. I Just think as seven goes, they're two, they're two fairly different styles. Yeah. And they had the perfect balance in that dominating Queensland squad because you had Smith at nine doing his thing. You had Kronk and Thurston in the middle. Yeah, And then you got Flair around the park, Slater at the back. Yeah, Slater at the back. Ed, ed, edges of Inglis and Hodges. And coming off the bench at times, they had, like for a while they had, before Carmichael left, he was the util coming off the bench doing whatever he wants. You know, that sort of thing. What They just had the perfect blend, didn't they? And they had the back rollers hitting the right lines all the time. Everyone knew their role, and they are always confident they could beat you from anywhere, which is scary because you see the change in um, like body language, and I noticed it too with the Wynnum boys being there in the Cup Grand Final. When Burley were getting on top, there were times, that, and they were missing chances, Wynnum. You saw some blokes start hanging their heads a little bit, mm. and you're starting to... With the side like that dominant Queensland side, they always thought they could come back and get you. They yeah. always thought they had yeah. points that in there. It comes down to experience too, but that Wyndham side on the weekend didn't have much, or little, very little, if any, grand final experience. Yeah. And, I, yeah, and also you go from watching on the Saturday night with the NRL, uh, just a def- defence on defence on defence, and then it kind of in the Q Cup, I thought, fuck, both these teams are defending real well, mm. and they're just, they're, they're, it's whoever can actually break that shit. But yeah. the... Um, the, yeah, that Q Cup, and especially at, uh, where was it, Dolphins? Yeah, it that looked was awesome on TV. Because I watched it on TV. It yeah, was yeah, I watched it on TV. And it sold out. So too, much better than the They said sell out, and there was a whole row of spare seats behind me. Yeah, and there were right. big pockets. But they, was, they printed a sell out. That was a bit of a furphy. That's like the Roosters giving away tickets the other night. Yeah. But which is disappointing because I think that discouraged some people from going because they thought it was a sell out. Mm. Certain blokes who stood out. Curtis Rowe, Burley fullback. Oh, he, he was unbelievable. He was in the Tigers system for a few years. He he was um, man of the match a couple of years ago when they won. Yeah, in the 2016. Yeah. He had two, tri- two tries in that grand final as well. So he showed up in the big games, four tries out of his last two games in the grand finals and two man of the match awards. And Kim Ingebrigtsen made a comment too that their, their playmaking spine outplayed their opposites, and I thought so too. Yeah. I, th- I just thought with that, like, on Paddy Templeman's side... He was trying his guts out, but some of the back rows and that weren't running the right lines, yeah, and there wasn't the sure. no one was sniffing around. They always used to Terry Lamb used to always say, "You always push up the middle because the ball's going to come back to you." Because the majority of people like to turn the ball inside. It's like just a psychological thing. So you push up the middle more often than not. You're getting the footy. They weren't doing that. They had like Gebe, like um, uh, the PG, PNG fullback. He's a beast, 
but they weren't getting him the ball at the right time, and he was stuck out on those block shapes and that that overkill it. Sometimes you just got to go direct through the middle. What gets you? Warren Ryan used to say, if you go to rob a house and the front door's open, why would you go around to the back door when you can walk through the front? And that's exactly right. What gets you to the try line gets you over the try line. Yeah, it's pretty simple. The um also, and the commentators brought it up while um while it was going happening is the they weren't very on the ball with the the, the wingers and the fullback at the back at winning. Yeah. I felt oh, like that they was were just horrible. cruising. That, that to poor it. guy, that, that five, that he was left, getting yeah, he was getting hacked on. Some yeah. bloke. That poor bloke had a shocker, but... Mm. Oh, he was getting... When he dropped actually. the kick off, then they kicked in behind him and scored. And he... Like, when Curtis Rose scored in the second half of that grubber in goal, holy shit. It was like they just kicked and everyone thought, yours. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. No just one so was sort of even turning around, yeah, slowly yeah. running back, thinking that it's someone else's that, job. They just had their heads down from... This, from when Burley started putting points on, when it got to 10-0... It seemed like even if they were scoring tries, their head was down. I al- yeah, I also noticed with Wynnum is both halves were defending s- way too much. Yeah. I thought like I saw Paddy in there a lot, and um because where, where they're defending there, sometimes Pat would be out between the center and the winger. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it's it's obviously what Burley was targeting to get down to those edges. They did it well too. Yeah. Well, so you look well. at it, their right side with Deloise Hoyter on that right side, he was looking likely. But they weren't getting him the right matchup because with that big Sammy, Sammy Saluma, Saluma yeah. he's a giant. So you've got to bend them back and play fast. When you're going it slow, they'll just pick you off those big giant blokes. You've got to throw a bit of shape at them. Burley's first try, the centre ran the lead. And then Blake Leary came around the back and just tipped it on to that. Um, what's his, um, the guy from the Titans, big indigenous winger, he's playing for oh, Burley. Um, Tyrone's Robert Davis. Yeah, yeah. Robert Davis, he's a finisher. And he was dangerous. He was every time he, was, he got the ball, he looked dangerous. He did look dangerous. He was looking the most likely in the first half, and yep. obviously opening, opening the try scoring as well. He was um, probably one of Burley's best in the first half, which is good to see. But again, Burley did have a lot more experience, and especially when you got mm. blokes like Anthony Don in there who has scored one hundred and thirty-five odd tries for. Yeah, and he was solid Titans without and, being yeah, spectacular. Yeah. Page. Page, yeah. I was voting for him. Whenever you needed someone to take a fucking yeah. mad hit up. He takes a tough hit up, that man. You played against him, Christian. Who's that? Luke Page. Uh, for PNG? Yeah, the, yeah. the white Kummel. Yeah. Uh, he's I, he you, tough as fuck. Well, you're just saying he's good. He, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, real good. Mate, he, I, I think he's he's one of those guys that it's, I think he's unlucky to not have, have has he had, how many caps has he had or he hasn't had one? I don't think he's. One. He he got signed by the Raiders and then left before June thirty. He went yeah. to St George and they used him when it was um, uh, Origin time, mm. and then he played the rest of the year in reserve grade and then said forget that and went back to Burlium. They won that one. Yeah, yeah. That year. In twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um. He's on the field like playing against him on the field. He's an absolute cocksucker. But that's just because he's such a competitive cunt, yeah. you know, it, which is a kind of person you want in your team. Because off the field, I, I had, had a chat to him just after the game, and he was the nicest guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's a DJ I, I as well. Yeah. <laughs> haven't had much to do with him, but he seemed like a really good bloke. And then just on that field, that he's so. When they played, um, after they played Hughes and they played England in the quarters, and I remember him ripping in too, and they got beat like thirty six ten by a good England side that went to the final and pushed Australia. But he was ripping in against that pack that had a mad pack. Like there was no, there were no handbags in that pack. He was ripping in against them. Tough as nails, I reckon. But then again, you'd have to be playing at that level, and 
especially if you want to keep winning grand finals. And he's the captain as well, so he's just got to put it, put another step forward and lead from the front. And I think he did. I really hope they fucking win this week. I'm sick of being there. The last couple, it's been they've just limped down, eh? Yeah, three in a row. We've um, lost now. Yep, and I'm sick of hearing mm. them. Oh, New South Wales Cup is a superior comp. No, it's not, you fuckwits. <laughs> <laughs> Take your hands off your fucking cocks. <laughs> but what, you think Queensland Cup's a lot better? Or? Yeah, I do, but I, it's good. What I was watching, because I, I like to do my research before the show, I was on KO before watching the New South Wales Cup, Wentworthville versus, versus Newtown, and mm. Newtown's the Sharks feeder, and they got... Oh, Ronaldo, who's yeah. been playing up there, he's big beast, he's playing in the centres. That young Blake Braley was unreal at hooker. Yeah. Um, Will Will Kennedy, yeah. his dad used to play in the NRL years ago. Bubba, he's still running around, about 50, and he's still running around in the bush somewhere. Yeah. He was man of, and he slayed it. Mm. Magulius the lock, he'll take Gallon's spot next year. Yeah. Now, big gals hung up the boots. He's, he's skillful as fuck. And a famous shark's name. Young Scott Sorensen. Yeah. Both his uncles played first grade there. Scott Sorensen, fact, his brother-in-law is Chad Townsend. That's so, really? Yep. So he's a try scorer yesterday too in a grand final. And yeah, he's good. He played he, very well. I'm surprised he didn't play more NRL. Yeah, I was surprised too um, seeing those sides and especially um, the amount of first grade talent in those sides, especially like Wentworth Bill had... Just in two plays, in Dave Gower and Tim Manor had a lot of NRL experience. Hoffman? Josh yeah, Hoffman? Josh Hoffman into the mix. And um, there's a few more blokes. Like even young Ethan Parry in the centre has got a run at the start of the yeah, year. Yeah, and he's a good finisher. There's a lot of NRL talent on both sides of the field. And to come down to Golden Point in the grand final and then go into, oh, go, go into extra time, time sorry. Yeah. yeah, and then second period of extra time, there's a try with a minute to go that seals it. So when he's just a beast of a club, eh? Because yeah. they were in the Ron Massey too. Yeah, they won. Danny Howard, congratulations to Danny Howard and the boys. They yeah. won. That's their third premiership in a row. Fuck. Yeah, because I asked Lilani about it, about what, you know, because he's playing Ron Massey t- as well, isn't he? Yeah, he yeah. was last yeah, time I saw him. And uh, what, instead of um, New South Wales Carlton, he just said he, lo- he just loves playing down with those boys. Yeah, probably lots of mates. There's a lot of talented blokes down there that just can't be fucked playing committed football. It's like, same as BRL. There's some yeah. lads like, John Torreira on that at Wynnum. Just on Wynnum, they've won the BRL, they won the 18s, they lost the Colts grand final and won the Cup grand final. Jeez, they're doing a fucking lot of things right out there at yeah. the Wynnum. To, Bur- to Berg's is Sunny Coast Colts. Yeah, Sunny yeah. Coast, yeah. Did you just watch that game? Um, yeah. I got to see the last 10 minutes all of yeah, a sudden. Yeah, very good side. From what I could see, Sunny Coast. Would the week the before when they beat Burley in a, a, a ding-dong battle, like I thought they'd win it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they got the moolah, so that was good for the boys. So Bergs would have been on the pits, you think? Yeah, I, like, saw, I yeah. saw a video of him in the shed. Yeah, he was mining the gear while they were all out on the piss, so he was <laughs> having a few in the shed, I think. Good man. So, well, here we are, end of the NRL season. And it's the Raiders, which no one would have thought in the beginning, including myself, playing against the Roosters, who a lot of people always assumed would be there. They they said at the start of the season that when they were going through teams, when you look at um, your Fox and your Nine, they, they kind of said that they were thinking Raiders might continue some of the form that we saw mm. of last the, year. The last back year, end of last year when they got Hodgson back, they were unreal. So this year, it was sort of no surprise they went all right, but it's a bit more of a surprise now that they've beaten sides like Melbourne towards the back end of the year and got themselves in there. But the real story of the grand I'll final is how many turncoats do you know? How many Oh, on the bandwagon. How many? There's, I don't think there's a better bandwagoner than Jack Hawkins. He is running 
Canberra Raiders to the teeth. I'm pretty sure he bought a Canberra toothbrush. Canberra no, toothpaste. he, he would have stolen it from a news agency. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he staunched the news agent dude. Him, his bum bag, and his little short knife. And he's now full on Canberra. Is he really? But yeah, what's his usual team? Bronx. Yeah, and then he just jumps quicker than you could imagine. There are that many. I put a post on Facebook before. Uh, are there any actual Canberra supporters that are going to the grand final yeah. on the weekend? There hasn't been shitloads of replies. It happened left, right, and centre. I, I was over at Jack Walsh's house the other day, and he's wearing Canberra pants. Oh, yeah. I said, mate, come on, come on. Surely not. But then again, you think at the end of the day, anyone's better than the Roosters, surely. How did you go? You Did a, Did you do another Silly Sunday? or? Oh, I did. I was around. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Because I messaged uh, Walshy as well. He said he was going yeah. down for a bit. Yeah, Walshy was there. It was a bit of a rough time, as you can imagine, on the Silly Sunday. Yeah. I was um, a bit more bent than righty come Sunday afternoon, but... Yeah. Oh, well. What do you do, you know? Um... Yeah, I was I was really hoping for Melbourne v Canberra though. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Sydney Roosters, I just yeah. fucking hate them. Fuck, they defended well. They're awesome team, but number sixteen in my like in my teams list. If there was one team I hated the most, it's definitely the Crooks. And now they've come good and got in this purple patch. It's another one of those teams. Like remember when Melbourne first started doing real well, all these people are become that you didn't even know had a team. Start following Melbourne. Now some there's a lot more Roosters supporters getting out there talking the tripe, and fair fair enough they were great defensively the other night. There's some awesome battles in this. Like old BJ Lalua, him and Latrell on that side. There's going to be fireworks there. Those, wait, those angry fucks getting a fight in a phone booth. Sorry to talk you um, to change it back to that game on Saturday night, but <coughs> did you think that it was it was almost like Roosters were just like, we know exactly what you're going to do, Melbourne, when they were attacking. They didn't look like scoring besides putting one through, finding Tedesco up in the line, well, something like that. Well, yeah. Okay, like Orbison, one of my favourite players, he reminds me of Dane Adams. Orbison, just that bloke who turns up, has a go. His job, he w- they've watched plenty of film when with Munster, what Munster liked to do, and he was just, he was just stinging Munster. And that was... That was taking his time and all his timing away from him, his space and that. They they'd worked over that with that. Hughes is a runner, not a ball player, so that took that. Smith, if anyone tries to tell me he's not the best hooker still in the fucking NRL, yeah. you're looking at a different bloke. He was fucking great. He day his kicking game. He set that trip. He's he worked the ruck over well. You look at the difference between. We all know what Cook can do in Origin. But that's a fast game or fast play the balls regularly. He, like, in those slow games, and it happened to him in the prelim the previous year against the Roosters, he was jumping out. It looked like like when you when you play touch footy with blokes who have no idea what the fuck they're doing and try and run from dummy half too much. They're jumping out, looking up. There's absolutely no options. He'd had to try and pirouette, go around. That gives the D-line a couple more seconds to come up and dominate you. That kick he tried to put in when they were building pressure at the end. Somehow, I don't know how Cody Walker didn't get the... Fu- oh, Reynolds didn't get the ball on that on that right side. He puts in his kick that gives him seven tackles. And even Bennett mentioned it without saying him. He chokes in... So prelim finals aren't for him. I know how good he is, but it's different when you've got the right blokes around you, like at Origin. Will Damian Cook ever win a grand final? I don't know, because... They just got held. Cody Walker stood up. He sta- he found his mojo. Like, Cook's going to be one of them blokes. Fantastic at origin. Great at test level. But winning grand final is a different thing. Because you get blokes. 
you got to get down and dirty and things like that. And they had too many with the with with Uncle Wayne's team. Gay guy finally woke up. That was good. I was I was wondering what happened to him. They should have filed a missing persons report the the week before when Moses Suley ass fingered him about five times like, <laughs> on that side, and they got rid of him. They got moved him to the other centre, and he came good. Dropping which, which game are you talking about against Manly? Yeah. Moses oh, Suley kept. Moses Suley fell over, got back up, then put in away on him. Face, face, fend, and tipped it on, for, and tipped and that, it on. The try he put on him off the scrum too. Just stood him up, put one on his face, and then just put another one on him over the line and fell over. Yeah, it was, it was like he when he when Moses Tillis run at him, he called to some, he yelled out yours to someone yeah. else and didn't want to tackle him. There was the thing, they don't have the balance there. Like young young Dewey, he was great for him. Like yeah. he tried his absolute jingers out. That's something else that was on my list, Adam Dewey. How good was he? That poor kid got. Absolutely flogged all night. Kept getting up, kept going. Went off for a HIA, come back, kept going, kept going. He was he was the best player for the Bunnies, and it was off pure effort, the whole lot of it. I haven't like, seen a guy get pumped like that since whoever run, since Blake's running off Freddy on a Thursday night opposed <laughs> session, yeah. and then he blows up. You're not right and running the right line. What about running off Maxie in a TRL game? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Max Gill, the bomber, the try bomber. <laughs> well, um, with uh, with that, um, that's it's players like that that I want to see that the interchange get lowered and lowered and yeah. lowered. You know, because you want those battlers, those absolute battlers out there, and you want to see more of it. And I think that it brings people like that into the game, the guys that are tough and they don't lay down on to try to find concussions on. Um, you know, replays, get penalties and shit like One that. Reason and that's I, another reason I want the interchange rule to be lowered is, bes- besides that, is the fact that there's these players in the NRL, blokes like your Cam Murrays, your Jai Arrows, that like Brandon Smith, these blokes are playing... Jai Arrows is an origin lock, so is Cam Murray, and they're both playing 60 minutes for their club each week. And they're both young, they're both fit. I want to see... If I'm, if I'm a, a Titans fan and we're coming 16th on the table, we can't win games... I don't want to see Jairo coming off the field. I don't want to see my, our best player, our origin, our origin back row. I don't want to see him get pulled off sixty minutes in for for a rest. It's just you want him on the field. And same as people like Cam Murray, just watching the game. I'm not a South fan, but all I want to see is him on the field playing the game. But that's that's just me. And if the in, interchange counts lower, doesn't give coaches a chance to um. To take folks like Cam Murray and that off, yeah, which is, which would help the game dramatically. And that's where Damian Cook would would shine because mm. they're counteracting him with this, and it's the way it is. And with this thing where there's some of these soft tests, sin binnings, and that, if they keep refereeing it like that, you are encouraging blokes to take dives and things like that. What well, about on um the Saturday night game when? Puppenhausen put the second tackle kick through. Oh, that was the yeah. shittest option. And it went, it went straight the to Bellamy. Craig Bellamy, yeah. Oh, the only mistake off. the kid made was that. Yeah. And yet, the way they are, if they <laughs> don't, they'll attack the line. They're on, yeah, it was tackled two or three. He gets tackled, even if they don't score. That's where they want to build pressure and grind you out, keep you there, make you kick from a shit position. He gives them seven. And it didn't, it's not like it went Just dead by one bounce. And that's flying dead. And you could see in Craig Bellamy's face, he hated it. As soon as I saw them go to the booth to Craig Bellamy, I just had Vietnam flashbacks of Clint Dolan absolutely killing the signage at West Mitchie and 
Tell you what, I didn't sleep too well. I heard a rusty chainsaw in the back of my head for hours. Clint, man. Just thinking about Clint doing, that's why doing liked, the Craig Bell. That's why I like when Clint was out on the field with us. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, when he's out <laughs> yeah. on the field with you as a coach, you can't say that shit because he's the one making most of the fucking mistakes. <laughs> 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 uh, well, good work there, Freeny. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, it's, it, it is funny, but it's with Puppenhausen, like, that's a, a great example of how Melbourne if something isn't like a completion, they're like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? We're a robot that just completes. Yeah, yeah. But it did change the whole momentum. It yeah. was only 8-6 I know. No, and from that set of six, they rolled on and scored that, that next set of six. Yeah, they got seven from the 20. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. You keep it bogged down there and they weren't, they couldn't defend it. Yeah. But it, yeah, in the end of that game, I felt the, the better team won on that night. Yeah, yeah, I'll just say that. Yeah. Speaking of Melbourne, young hooker Harry Grant has been playing for the Sunny Coast. Oh, uh, yes. Into Harry. the mic, bro. Young hooker <laughs> Harry Grant. <laughs> He's, um, this morning I heard on the news, he got found <laughs> on a doorstep in Melbourne somewhere, bleeding, been bashed, full of piss, just laying there. Yes, it was a totally different tale to the truth. And yeah. I was, once I saw it on the news, I was like, well, is this um what's going on here? I asked my boss. He said all these things. What did what do you hear about it, Roddy? Same thing as you. Made out like he's blind, rolled up to some bloke's person's house, busted up all this shit. Then the salvo, the truth comes out. He tripped over on the way home and split and split himself and had to go to uh, uh, get stitched up. There you go. So that went it's from a, it, the same story yeah. you heard. Well, a lot. It was depicted a lot differently where I heard it. Apparently, young Harry Green has had a night out in the piss and he's been found on a doorstep somewhere in um in Melbourne. And that was that. But thank you for clearing that up for me, Roddy. There was a, he's a good player too, that Grant. Like, oh. there's, and there was another rumour that Cameron Smith's going to retire. I hope he doesn't. But if he does, there's the ready-made replacement yeah. right well, there. Well, Matty Johns has frequently said that he's... um. He's the best player in in the country that's not playing NRL. So yeah. it's a pretty Harry big rap. Yeah. And after seeing what he did um, in the Q Cup this year, being Q Cup Hooker of the Year, leading Sunny Coast to, what was it, 20 wins or something, it's pretty impressive. So now He interviewed Jamal Fogarty after the game yesterday, mm. and they said, you know, you got won the Petro 7 receiver medal, which is like the equivalent of their daily M. He goes, yeah, I said before the game, if Harry Grant doesn't win this, it's dead set rigged, and then I won it. Mm. So Fogarty... He's he's a good player. That Fogarty, he's another one who's played NRL. He's played some NRL at the Titans at Burley. Jeez, I'm really hope they get up. It sets the scene though too, like with this Cinderella type story of the Raiders, free flowing. They play a totally different style to the Roosters. They got Englishman, a big former Logan Brothers front rower who's pro- probably the best. Who's probably the best player in the competition at the moment. Sorry, him and Tedesco, they've got a pommy hooker who's angry as fuck and has n- only has two speeds, sit down, or go like a mad I dog. I love him, mate. Yeah. Bateman, Bateman looks like, um, he looks like a Welsh middleweight boxer. Yeah. When he was at Wigan, he got a few weeks suspension because he bashed about three blokes at the races one day. There's not much to him, but God, you wouldn't want to get in the ring with him because I reckon even if you knocked him out, he'd fight you till Wednesday or until he won. Yeah. There's no, there's no beating him. You could... you'd knock him out with a stick and he'd get up and fight you again. I don't think... He's tough oh, as nails. And he can use the ball. They like to throw it around with Rapana and Lailua. They've got a bit of ad-lib there. You've got 
Whiten, who's real good. Jeez, he was on the treadmill though when Gagai ran him mm, down the other yeah, night. I, had, yeah, I thought he had a few more days in the leg yeah. there. And at the back, Chance Nickel Clockstead, when I saw him play, he'd played 20s at the Warriors. Uh, no, he played 20s at the at the Storm first yeah. and then, and then the went Warriors. to the Warriors. And then he played a little bit of first grade on the wing and he looked like a handy player. But if you had to see he'll go over there and be the fullback, he was reserve grade fullback. And what, he's outstanding, which is good for you because he won't be playing in the qualifiers for the Cook Island at the end of it. He said he's not Thank available God. for the nine. <laughs> That's one less beast that you have to worry about. When he got his start at the Warriors, he got it um, through an injury and he played like three games and I think he scored five tries in his first three NRL games or something. Yeah, then it was unbelievable. And then they just didn't get picked for another season and a half. So he said, well, Canberra want to give me a run, go down there. And no one thought... Canberra were going to find a fullback straight away, and this kid's come into it and just taken it by storm. Absolutely killing it. Yeah, killing it. He's been probably the buy of the year for a lot of people this I year. I would so. think so. Mm. They've got, they're just that, and they've got one of my favourites, that Horsburgh, that ugly red-headed psychopath motherfucker coming off the bench. He he's from Reading. He he's, made 37 oh yeah. tackles in 40 minutes. On oh, Friday he's night. just tough as fuck. He was Queensland 20s. Yeah. And he was at the Cowboys and that, and he got in a bit of trouble uh, as the mad cow can lure the best of men yeah. astray when you live in a town <laughs> like that. But look at him now. When it started first week, uh, and then boom, like yeah, he got a start in the 17, I mean, against the Titans first week, and boom, he's just never looked back. Mate, Stuart, full Raptor old sticky. He's not everyone's cup of tea, but he went outside the box in recruiting these pommies. And they've got George Williams coming next year. You never played against them, mate. You never played against England. No. George is a Wigan, 5'8", half, a little electrically quick. It's going to be interesting to see how he adapts to playing because backs take a bit of time to yeah. adapt playing out here. Some can go well over there and not. It can yeah. be a bit of a graveyard. But Take Ryan Hall, by example. He scored a 1,000 tries over in America. Yeah, and no. came back, wasn't fully England. fit, and he's only been on the fringe. Well, he still hasn't even scored a try in the NRL in seven games or something like that. Yeah, which there, is unheard of. Over he, there, he averages over a try a game almost, doesn't he? Yeah, so. he's a beast. And for England, too. He's, yeah. He yeah. scores tries at every level. Yeah. And he's a big, staunch I, I, bastard. Looking at a lot of those um, Super League UK players that come over, they do bring a tough attitude style game mm. to like, like a lot of them. If you it. go through a lot of them, they're, they're pretty, you know, they're no pretty resilient. Sort of players, and, yeah. and there'll be blokes who go over, ex NRL blokes, go over there for a bit and come back. And they don't stand out, and the fans won't like them because if you say a Dallas Johnson who does a lot of grunt work and is tough, they'll want more like a bloke making breaks and things like that. Where you might make three break blokes a game. Where Beaver, they love Beaver. Beaver went over there and was still making breaks and scoring tries when he was fucking late thirties. So like, this is the thing with those Pommy boys. They've got a bit of natural flair in them. They don't mind using the ball, and we're program we. We coach that out of people. Like, you got to set up. Let's set up. Hey, hey, what do we do here? Let's go to a block shape, to a double block shape. Hey, let's run a block shape off, off Freedy and then hit scrape. Oh, yeah, give me another block shape here. <laughs> oh, fuck me. We're in a corner somewhere. And that's not working. And then some poor dope puts his hand up and gets bashed on the next play, bringing it yeah, out. Yeah, that's me usually. Yeah. Some, sometimes. And those you hit things. all the bench. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hear that, Clint? Get me off the bench. <laughs> And that's the thing. Cameron Smith's the master at it because they'll pick away at you. Then he'll hit a block shape where they've got numbers and he'll pick, most of the time, he picks the right bloke to score. Yeah. Where if you're just going sideways on those block shape to block shape, that is dull as fucking duck shit and it gets what you deserve. I understand we've got to have block shape 
are, are very useful in the game. But when you put a couple together, everything's about timing. When you just do it for the sake of doing it, when you're fucked defending out wide and you just got to drift, that's the best, especially you if some just shit. just describe but. the Brisbane Broncos offense for this season. Yeah, yeah. and that's just one thing. That's one, one out, thing. one out, one out. Go to a double block and then you get bashed in the corner and that's the Broncos all season. And that's exactly what you're saying. Fucking boring as batshit and it gets you nowhere. And Seabold, coming from that Melbourne system, he's tried to adapt that. And look at it, South Sydney last year. They died in the fucking ass because they were very super structured. And you get to finals footy. And look at Melbourne the other night. They were up for that. Like, they needed Munster to be able to do something, but he couldn't because he had Orbison and that. No, they were pushing up, making aggressive decision decisions defensively on those edges. Yeah. And they weren't getting the time. They weren't get. I'd, wasn't getting the space he needed. Yeah. With Brisbane, I'd love to see what they would... Um, say about their Seabolt and having like someone like a just obviously Craig Bellamy is the pinnacle of of the culture that you can create at a club if someone like him could just come in and absolutely clear house like physically mentally with the boys if they would be on board with that or because it seems in the last you know the last couple of years where they're getting fucked around with Bennett and then we went through that saga of um, what were the three co- like yeah, a couple yeah, of coaches yeah. we had before we had Henjack yeah. Henjack? Yeah. Henjack was a while ago. He Some cunt know. off the street. You know? <laughs> he was coming through the system, though, and they promoted him because he was a reserve grade coach, and it just didn't happen. But you wouldn't even need, the, you wouldn't even need like, a, a superstar coach like Bernie. Like, um, Madge Maguire, he's one of the best sort of um, ball, ball-orientated, sort of structured NRL coaches, and there's just stories after stories of how, how hard he trains his sides and... Um, all the boot camps he goes to just takes him out of their comfort zone and just ruins them every week. Yeah, and it just gets results. When when the Tigers won the 2005 Grand Final, it was just all around mad, just making people out of their comfort zone. You do this, you do this, and the ball skills they had were incredible. Teams couldn't teams couldn't keep up with them. When I did my level two, one of the blokes he spoke. Have you got your level, oh, two? level yeah, yeah. two? Lovely. What's good. Clint? Is Clint level one or two? I don't know if he's even done a course. <laughs> <laughs> he's the kind of the nah, street. He just yeah, no. And our mate was good mates with one of the blokes who spoke with Maguire. And he said when he first got there, like they went out one of these uh, like camps out in the middle of fuck all. And what happened was GI had a reputation as a bit of a shit trainer. So anyway, after about an hour or so into it, he starts hobbling on his ankle. And he goes, I can't go on. My ankle's fucked. My ankle's... I've done my ankle. And Maguire comes over and goes to him, is that broken? He goes, nah. He goes, we'll strap it up or go get in your car and fuck off. And just really? put it straight on him. And then that... And I heard, like, no one had ever spoke to GI like that. Yeah. And they were all, oh, fuck. <laughs> Similar stories. And they, they had this wrestling drill where they, they used to fucking... The wrestling session would be that bad. You'd have to fucking get out of the drill. It'd be in in a room, and you'd call out in the hallway and spew. Then I'll make the wrestling coach. You go out there, grab you, and throw you back in to the wrestling drill. You can only go out and spew. Come back in, and that's why they were that dominant when they won it. They, that back end of the year, they were that dominant bullies punching fuck out of everybody. Mm. The Burgess brothers could play then, like George. Now he fucking he he was probably the man of the match when Sam won it. He was probably the Churchill medalist. I thought yeah. George. But, and they've sort of dropped off. Those big blokes get targeted. They've got hands like feet. Fucking, you know, turn it over. They become a, a liability and passengers. 
well, except for Sam, he's still killing it. But the other two, the game's passing them by. Yeah. I think it was also that year when they won the grand final and then they went on to win the Auckland Nines and Madge was in an interview and they asked him what's happening at the Rabbitohs at the moment and he just said, I've got the a group of boys that are bought in to we just win and mm. it's like that's all they want to do and if the, the, the core group like that, that was the culture at the time, he goes, that's all they want to do. So and that's what we've kind of, kind of implemented and they're, they're buying it. So as long as everyone's buying yeah. in, you can... But we, yeah, with, with, Seab- with Seabolt, I think people have asked me about it like... Uh, obviously, freaking water cooler talk about what what do you think the, what the Broncos need to do with their coach? And I'm like, I think just wait to see what he does with a full season because he got fucked around at the start and see what he can do with the, with actually having the preseason with the boys and then the whole season. And it will be interesting. And what there was a quote by a famous man who was a guest on this show, and it wasn't Dano. And I don't like. And this man said to me once, "Have you noticed how some of these blokes know how to bullshit their way into jobs?" And then when they get there, they get exposed. I'm not saying Seabolt's one of these, but... Who was that guy talking about, though? Oh, oh several. Mm. <laughs> I think he was talking about Penfold. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was talking about the former USA assistant coach. And and another bloke, Craig Sandercock, who coached him in flag at, at, Mitch, at Manly. But, like, with Seabold, the reason they, they hired him, at the job interview, he killed it and he talked about fucking projections and all this bullshit and you talk about this. And you, and as intelligent as locking that are, we're a bunch of fucking ex-footballers. Mm. You know, and that's what you are. Sounds good. But now, you only get so much grace in a period. Look at, look at Garth Brennan. Garth Brennan had lots of success in lower grades and would know his footy. But you go into a place that's a bit of a train wreck. And I wonder this about Justin Holbrook. This Holbrook, he's got uh, good raps coming out of lower grade systems and he's doing a fantastic job at St. Helens. But you go into one of these places that's a fucking a shit tip that they need to clean out and it can really fuck your career right up. Were, are you, were, you, were they better off getting someone like Sheens or someone like that? One of these experienced old heads. We're having them in there to help out in some capacity. Or a Brown, Nathan Brown, someone like that. You know, but didn't know he was going to get the ass from Newcastle at that stage. Yeah. Someone like that who has no fear in going in there and just going, right, this is what we've got to do. And yeah. moving on. Like in the NFL. That's how the Dallas Cowboys created that dynasty. They had, their best player was Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker was close to the best running back in the NFL. They got done by the Saints. So they, yeah, yeah, how good was that? 12 yeah. 10. There's a lot less Dallas supporters around today after they lose. And that was the thing. They got trades and traded for other blokes and traded them and got draft picks and all this sort of shit. How they do it. How they do it in the AFL. Let's get to a few questions by the <laughs> avid fans, shall what we? What now? Are you just changing something? Oh, well, I'm just saying that's what they got to do. And that's yeah. what Brown did at Newcastle. So when Newcastle are playing the finals down the track, Brown's hard work's the one he, laid he the flat drew, for it. drew a lot of talent there, so... Yeah, I, good on I do feel a lot of, yeah, I do drink. feel like the listeners like putting in questions, so I yeah. feel like I feel um, obligated to hit every single one yeah. of them. But um, let, we'll just go. We'll try to go nuts on the case. So with um, Alex, uh, big, big Al, Big Al, <laughs> Big Al, Big Al. He says, should rugby league, um, should rugby league piggyback off the uh, rugby World Cup and play a test match over there later in the year? In nineteen ninety six. Manly won the comp against the Dragons and them and the Roosters went and played a game in Japan after that. So that was the last time I heard. 
rugby union's pretty well established over there. They've had comps over there and have a lot of expats. I'd like to see some form of international there, but who would you get to go? You couldn't so sending some of the big nations with the nines and these end of season trips. The scheduling's the hardest thing. Like Great Britain, like um England will be feeding a lot of their players to the Great Britain side. New Zealand have got tests against Australia and Tonga, I think. So Great Britain and Great Britain have that tour. So we've got the nines. I'd love to see it, it but I just don't. I think, think it schedule. would be too hard with scheduling and logistics and shit. You just gotta. And yeah, and also I think they got a like the the market that the rugby union hits yeah, is, is such a, a world class scale, yeah. and we got to worry about this market first and getting that yeah. down before yeah. you go after that stuff. Yeah, man, we're still trying to conquer Florida, you know what I mean, and things like that. Like we're fucking like when Super League came in the mid nineties, and they said, you know, I think Andrew Eddinghausen said, I want to be able to you know people to know my name in places like China and that. And didn't get there. I don't think they still know you. Yeah. So, all right, uh, Zach. Zach Dolphin Finn um, <laughs> says, "Daily M Team of the Year thoughts, prediction, and who should take the medal." Okay, we'll go. I'll go. We'll go around. I reckon the medal's going to be Tedesco. It have to be Tedesco. Right? Are you looking at the questions on there? Yeah, of course. Down there, bro. No, well, they're right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> right nah, the Daily M medalist has to be Tedesco, um, and f- he'd be fullback, of course, and he'd be the fullback. So okay. So who would who would be putting pressure on him though? Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith. They used to have back in the old days. They'd have the gold. They'd have the gold, the silver, and the bronze. And as much as I hate to say it, Mitch Moses will be up there somewhere just with the yeah the, the string of games he put in the back. Yep. And when they when they hide the votes after round eleven, he was in the in the top mix. So it wouldn't surprise me if he was still up there, especially considering is, is Moses staying where he is. Yeah, yeah, he's staying. Yeah. Paramount will lock him up for a couple of years, I think. Mm. So. so you think Moses, um, Moses would be a half? Would he get the half of the year? Munster would have to be the five eight. eight. Yep, one center. I don't. I don't know. But I reckon Croker. He go close. Um, oh, they'll, yeah. they'll pick out a car on the wing. Even of course. I think oh yeah. Yeah, not he wasn't, the season, as, wasn't as effective as last year. There haven't been some wingers that have really yeah. dominated like him, or they have. They've had been injured. It'll either be him or Kemba Marlow, but. All right, this is a good question for you, Righty, because you're old as fuck. Um, Dave Wheel, greatest grand finals, everyone says 89, any others come to mind? Yeah, that 2015 yeah, one they're talking about was the best one I've seen. 100%. Yeah, it'd have to be. Yeah, oh, but th- so the 89 was they came back from 14 to 2 or something? 12-2, half time, yeah. came back, scored. Camber Raiders. Yeah, went in there. They got the ball early in extra time, kicked the field goal early, and that put Balmain under the pressure, and then they... Andy Curry, a big pommy centre, went for this horrible chip kick mm. coming out of thing. And uh, who was it? Uh, they picked the ball. Steve Jackson picked the ball up and then fended off about five blokes, crashed over next to the post. One of the great grand final yeah. tries. Would you, because obviously you you watched that when you were 35, but um, <laughs> did uh, did uh, you reckon that would that would have topped the 15 or you liked the 15 better? I reckon the 15 just because you didn't know who was going to win. Like you knew, I thought Brisbane had it. I, I, until that, until actually felt scored. I just thought their defence was aiming up. Until Thurston was not having a good game. How we got the, uh, Clive Churchill was actually, they, because he was Jonathan Thurston, 
and he created a, a big play in that where he bounced out of a couple of tackles and got the ball to Morgan, who threw the greatest flick pass since Benji Marshall. All right, right. So you want to break down this Dave Ellis question for us? Okay, let's go into this and see. Okay, what are you trying to say here, young Deej? Where is he? Where did he comment it on? Oh, go down a bit. Oh, okay. It was brought to his attention the other day and a couple of times this year with refs and NRL reactor players' safety concerns that in the future, 10 to 20 years in league, we'll start to introduce protect, oh, um, like protect more protective gear, similar ex- to the NFL, or exactly like the NFL. Uh, he thought it would be no chance to ever happen, but maybe I'm wrong. It could be suggested. The words, uh, the words back to me was, mark my words, it'll happen. Concussion um, is a massive thing in the is. world. I think there's a much higher chance of this happening in the juniors before it'll happen in uh, senior high footy. grade. So I'm all for the league putting in all under sixes to twelves have to wear headgear in mouth guard, and yep, get even it even to a more extent, even if the younger kids sevens, eights, nines, maybe shoulder pads as well. But See, you can't expect if you can't expect men to come down and wear pads for a game of rugby league when they've especially blokes like pick anyone pick anyone you know Noxy old Noxy's been playing footy for a hundred years yep and he probably wouldn't even fit into a set of pads yeah shoulder pads would be weird going I've got to go buy some shoulder pads it's some of these blokes (laughs) never worn a mouth guard never worn headgear anything and you're expecting grown men I think yeah I think mouth guard is a definite everyone should be wearing one the headgear the headgear I don't believe in it I think it just gives them something to grab onto in a tackle the little bit of foam that is around the head does nothing for your brain rattling inside your skull. I, I think it's more of a, yeah, I, I, it gives. It, I, I just think the fact that it, it's something that can get, get caught up inside a tackle. I, if I they were to implement this, they've got to start doing it with kids and eventually we're talking down the track in 20 years. But, it is possible but also, with all the concussion dramas. But also, so Dano, so you can, you can have like 10 years in the NRL when you're 70 years old, you're, you you might develop Alzheimer's and stuff like that. You go, no, nah, I'm not going to be, I don't want to play that 10 years in the NRL. Yeah, no, you, there's a thing. You're going to do it. You go, everyone everyone who steps out on the field does it knowingly and does it knowing that there's a chance you might get knocked out. There's a chance you might break your yeah. arm. Like Sammy there's this year nearly fucking broke his neck. Yeah, there's a chance. There's no matter, matter when you're going on the field, who you're versing, where you're playing, there's a chance something's going to happen. You could walk out there, and on your way out on the field, you could fall over and tear your ACL, or you can hit your head. There's just unlimited chances, and you can't wrap yourself in bubble wrap, and you can't wrap everyone else in bubble wrap. I could walk out of here right now and break my leg. doesn't mean I'm going to wear would you a full free? protective equipment. And would you see free? Oh, no, we'd see you. Over that we'd see you can't because it's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lucky we've got insurance. Right. Now. Moving, moving on from the pads, I'm getting a bit real. But yeah, but anyway, I, I don't what think... We, okay, no. with... With rugby league, and I've explained this. I got a lot of. I know a lot of people that like it, but they've never played it. But they're not. But like I'm circumcised. Like do I put skin? Like do I put a little skin cap on for the games? Or <laughs> well, well, it depends too. Depends if you, if you, get if you get good feedback or not. Yeah, you know? it depends if you give good feedback. What we do is not for everybody. You choose to do this. You cross that line. That's it. It's, it's a. It's a battle of some sort. People go, oh, yeah, it's not it's not war. And I'm not saying it is war, but it's a battle. It's a combat sport. We've got, like, what does your mate Seabold call it? He calls it rugby league is an invasion sport where we have to invade the other end of the field. 
you're putting your head in. How many times have you woke up busted, sore, you can't move around, or you had plans? A lot of that's from the piss after the game too. But like <laughs> things like that where you've had to give up going on bucks days, like fucking mate, other mates catching up with other mates because you are committed to what we are doing. This is it. The concussion thing's horrible, and the NRL are just the NFL and the NRL are starting to realise how bad things are, and a lot of that is there are preventative measures that they're trying to use now, which they weren't, which is probably good, but there is a risk in everything in life. A comet could crash into my car as I drive home from this podcast, but I'm not planning on it happening. Mm. Things like that, you. You choose your way. You make your choices to go there. Yeah. You're going to the other side of the world. You could die in a plane crash, and let's hope you don't. But you are going there to play rugby league. You know, the 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 land of your forefathers qualifies for I another just hope World that Cup. Mark Ovidal's on that fucking plane. Would have been dying. <laughs> you just hope his friend of the plane goes first. This is the thing too. And if you let lawyers and that do it, then we'll never play contact yeah. sport again. And and also the I know it rubs off from the NFL, but those boys, if you look at the, if you really watch, sit down and watch games, they do throw their head into fucking tackles they, way worse than we do. Okay, yeah. example was uh, one of my mates, Colin O'Dell, plays for um, the South Florida Copperheads. Colin was telling me when he was at college and he wanted to play rugby that the 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 coach was fucking trying to tell him this shit technique to use. I said, Nah, mate. And I said, uh, you put your head to the side and hit with the shoulder because your head gets in the way. And he goes, no. Nah. And then when Colin argued the point with him, he kicked him off the team. Yeah. And I said, you have a duty of care as a coach and you agree to that when you have to teach people the best method. And that's one thing with kids. I'm glad that they're taking a year to show them how to tackle properly. Yeah. Because if we want to get wrestling out of the game, we've got to learn how to tackle properly. Because you don't have to. Yeah. No one's had to tackle properly for fucking ages. That's right. And there's only one Callum in the world, you know? Yeah. Cal Stewart. Cal Stewart. He can't get around to teach yeah. defense to everyone. Have you got Have you got the, the music to watch out for the hitman? Can you play yeah. that for Cal? When we mention Cal's name, you can play. I will. I'll get over the top. We'll get a button over there. Somewhere. Yes. Right, yeah. we got it. Do you want to crank on the next question? Yeah, so this is a go. good one because we haven't talked about it yet. But um, Trigar goes, why do we? Um, why did the AFL do it so much better than the NRL? It's embarrassing. Okay. I'll have a say and then Dana. Did you they watch are it? That far? Yeah, yeah. Watch I watched it. it. Yeah. Watched a large portion of that, it. I was at that's a whole event. They are that far fucking ahead of us. It's not funny. They have a lot more development officers, things like that. GWS, the area, they scoped that out for over four years and they studied rugby league, they studied the dynamics of Western Sydney, where was the best place to go and they went and got Israel. Could Israel play AFL? No, he could not, but he's Israel. So that taps into that Polynesian contingent. The Brisbane Lions, perfect example. When they're recruiting some of these kids, they go and recruit these kids that are from country Victoria and have been in boarding school. So that they know that these kids aren't going to get homesick coming to Brisbane to live. They're used to living away from home. The way they analyse things, that it's an event. Their whole, their whole week is a big event down there. We drop the ball massively on some things. Like, And I say it too, like when you're playing these internationals in Florida, there's got to be promotional stuff. It's not hard to get a fucking bloke to walk around the fucking centre of town banging a drum going, hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, like there big, is football. Like big, sexy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. Get Ike now. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about it? I just think the AFL. They, they just also have bottomless pockets. 
Yeah, that's a good point. But the AFL also just, they make such a big deal out of it. They have, Melbourne have a public holiday for the AFL mm-hmm. the day before. Yep, the day true. before the grand final. And they have a parade and they blow up. The, 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 around the whole of Melbourne on the day before grand final day and the day of is just buzzing. Everyone knows it's happening. Everyone's around it. And the NRL is sort of just until game time, until two hours before the game, you don't hear yep. about it. And then comes the two hours before the game, you get your usual podcast, you get bloody Gus Gould give his little speech and then it's on. And that's and that's what it is. So they just put a lot more emphasis on everything they do and we just need to start blowing it up more. Having two ads a week that say Telstra Premiership Grand Final isn't just yeah. cutting it. I think I think with the AFL, and I was thinking about this after I saw this question, but they so they, they have the Saturday afternoon slot. Why don't we? Mm. Saturday afternoon is the best fucking time to watch. Like in the, everyone says like Sunday afternoon, but that's just because that's when we usually get a lot of Sunday uh, yeah. afternoon games. If we had Saturday afternoon, whether everyone gets on the piss and watches the game, mm. but also they create they they turn it more into a day thing. So I think coverage came on at midday, yeah, and then the game starts at two. And also with AFL is they don't care about straight away on on uh, AFL Fox Channel. They're doing things. They're showing a kick and comp between the longest punt where you kick yeah. across the yeah. Yarra and win and get something. And it'll be people from everywhere. There was one of the ladies, uh, AFL players. There were blokes from country teams. You've gone through tryouts to get close and you win a big prize if you can kick the longest punt. Yeah, where well you see with the NRL, they, they put it in a position where they think everyone will watch it. Where the AFL was like, no, nah, fuck it. We'll yeah. put it in this time slot at this time and we'll just build and everyone will come and watch that because we put on such a good product. We have 110,000 at a grand final. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's just their 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 promoters, their branding, everything is way better. Mm. They they play the big games at big stadiums where that where the um, MCG and that are and Etihad and so forth. They've got about eight clubs within ten k's of that, so all their supporters will travel. With rugby league, we're a divided tribe, where things like that, like you struggle to get. Rooster supporters to go to a grand final, or you struggle to get manly supporters. You may get into a grand final, but they wouldn't go to a semi final somewhere. People don't like to travel for some reason. They they don't like to leave their little hoods. Where similar to Bri- where like in Brisbane, any sort of big game of footy is guaranteed thirty thousand plus at Suncorp. Yeah, where that's the thing. AFL they'll get you know thousands of people coming to watch you train. You know those sort of things like fuck. You know, you wonder what's going on with that, but they're that far ahead of, like, with their development, and they get in schools, and you have this Oz King. Mm. It's massive, isn't it? Yeah, and that's a, and that gets you wanting to follow teams like the Lion. You get built into your culture. People wonder, and then the Lions start playing well, so people get on board that, yeah. and you've got the connections everywhere. And look at, and with the NRL... We've got some of these, some of their officials, and I've said this before, some of these fucking pole smokers, they've never been north of fucking Caboolture, and they've never been west of Penrith. Is the AFL, their country, their country leagues, they're thriving. Like, when Favola retired, he was playing for a club, and he was only playing home games. And then the then the away teams used to start paying him to play against them because they'd drag that many bigger crowds in and make that much money. So he'd pick up another 5K just to go play that. Then this is the thing we don't do this. We don't worry about things like things like the con- like country footy. We don't worry about things like the international game. 
The NRL is the biggest entity in the, in the world. Like, as I said, the Rugby League uh, International Federation, they're fucking, they're choking the old chicken in the corner there. <laughs> cook, okay? And the NRL is the big dog going home to root a couple of Sheilas, and they're just, and they're the, like, the geeky guy in the corner who just goes, fuck, that'd be cool if I was doing that. This is what thing. We have to get more into the people. We have to invest more into the people, and we have to get more of the spectacle. The NFL, the Super Bowl, they don't they don't pay pe- these performers to anymore. You have to audition so you can put this on your resume. Because why? Because it's the biggest fucking show on the planet, the Super Bowl. So that's the thing. These things, they'll, and the NFL, they take games to London to try and get people there. They take games to Mexico City. They play fucking preseason games in Hawaii. Does the NRL do any of this? No, it fucking does not. Because... Origin and the NRL are all consuming beasts and they get their pieces of the pie. So to the nines, they're interested in the nines because it's in their backyard. Yeah. You know, these sort of things. We have to get, look at the broader picture because we're fighting against these other teams. We're just lucky that the Suns suck a big cock. And they're, they're going shit house, And they now come up with some sort of method, draft method, so they get extra draft picks to try and make them better. See, they're not just writing things off where you get fuckwits talking about making teams amalgamate or move. If you do that, you lose supporters. People go, shove that up your ass. I'm not following it. People walking around. There'll be a divide in the game. Yeah. All right. Good chat. Um, While she just wants to know, Dano, are you the most underrated Division One player in the north side and also who has a better chance on the high ball, you or Darius Boyd? Um, Good question. Very good question. The answer for both of them is Dane Adams being... Better than Darius Boyd and Dane Adams also being the best player in Northside One, I believe. But that's just a personal opinion. We can put that out to the people if we want, and um, we'll have a recap. You boys can talk about it next week. And while she's just, just walking into your team though, saying that shit, isn't he? Like, mm, pretty much. Comes yeah. halfway through the year. Just well, he's come comes over from a club that couldn't even field a side, so it's bit bit thick. And um. I don't know. There's not really much to say about Jack. He sort of speaks for himself. But also, you know? going into next season, where do you put yourself in the team? Above Jack. No, but what position? <laughs> Anywhere <laughs> above Jack. Yeah. Anywhere Jack If Jack is wants not. to play centre, I'll play centre above him. If he wants to play front row, then that'll be my spot. Yeah. yeah. All right. You hear that, Jack? That's for you. Um, Jaden is about the HIA and about concussion as well. But he's talking about more, I think thinking about more about how we're getting penalties and stuff off it. Yeah, I yeah. see that. Teams will always find a way. Coaches, they're unscrupulous people. All we think about is winning. Life is about winning because we are judged on wins and losses. So when you've got a coach and staff and you're looking at things, you'll find ways to manipulate a system. I sent out a copy, 87 Grand Final, Manly beat Canberra. That was back in the 80s. They had the head bin then, and you could go off for 10 minutes. Fucking, they, Bob Fulton manipulated this so well, and he, and like, that's it. When you had four reserves, basically, and you had to use them. Once you were off, you were off. He managed to give a couple of his forwards, like, like, um, Ronnie Gibbs and that, a rest, because they'd come off on, like, head bin, and then move by, and bring a faster bloke on. And that was the thing. That it became the modern-day interchange. Good coaches are smart. They know how to manipulate a system. And that's what's being done at the moment. 
Yeah, I, ju- I just think with HIA and also what, what players are doing now is if they think they get a cheap shot or in the head, what they do is they lie down, okay? So yeah. they can see the replay. I think if they do that, like in soccer when they fake injuries now, they get taken off in the stretcher and they have to get replaced. So yeah. I think there should be some repercussions to to laying down like yeah, that just to get the penalty. If they fucking do that, then they should have to go off yeah. and get the HIA check because a lot of them do it. They get up, play the ball, then they just run straight yeah, back into agree. the position. And it, it ruins the game, especially when, like, it's a tight game, it's a hard-fought game. Blokes are out there bashing the fuck out of each other and then one bloke has a hit up and feels someone brush the top of his head and stays down and then it's everyone's just there waiting and then there's a penalty blown and, every, and then the whole crowd starts turning on the ref and then it's just... It just turns the game into disrepute when you could just get up and play the ball, stop being a soft cock. Like if you get if you get high shot, fair enough. And if it's that bad, the referees will pick it up. Yeah. The match review committee will pick it up. And if it if it's if it's a genuine um a genuine break in the rules, they'll it won't get let slip. So yeah, just exactly. get up and play the ball. Um, Jason Statton. Um, Standing. Uh, stand. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you pay attention, everybody. Well, I've never called him by his last name. Standy. I'm like, oh, Standy. Yeah, yeah. But um, how how does uh, the interest? Uh, this is what we're talking about before about with Burley going down and playing the um, Newtown. New I Town think show. Burley sounded like they were they were going to keep themselves reasonably fit. Of course, they're not going to not have a few last night, but they can get back into it for the rest of the week. And they got beat 50-12 to 12 by Illawarra last time, the Illawarra Cutters. They had a gun side. This shapes up fantastic battle. This is almost as exciting as the main game for me. The Jets have got Will Kennedy playing fullback, who's a, who's a gun. Billy Magulis is um, Locke. Scott Sorensen, they've got plenty of weapons there. With blokes with NRL experience, that's just to name a few. Big Ronaldo, who's going to be a USA international in a few weeks with your good self-breeds up against these Burley boys. Who would, who's your standout? There, a couple of standouts for you, the Burley boys, don't know. Curtis Rowe. Yeah, He was back. unbelievable. Uh, just the whole game I watched, he just... Everything that was going good for him was pretty much around him. The way he covered the pill at the back, the way he ran the ball... Put himself in positions, backing up positions, scoring tries, scoring tries off kicks. Everything he did was unreal. So, if I had to pick a one, it'd definitely be him. So, if he shows up next week, I think they've got a long way to winning it. Yeah, their forwards, they've got to match him in the pigs. Page mm. is a bloke. Yeah. Page, Page leads the way. they got plenty of aggression. Leary's real skillful. Blake Leary on that edge, that left edge. He's played NRL. He's handy. He's a good footballer. I'd like to watch it when you know that both teams are putting in for it. Like, where, you, yeah. where you're not like, uh, it seems like one of these teams have been on the piss the whole I think the prestige days. is coming back a bit too because you hear um, both sides have it after the game talking. Like, Luke Page sounded pretty keen to get down there and I think it might be some of the pain still from 2016. But he sounded pretty keen to represent and Queensland. And Fogarty the same. And yeah. Fogarty was one of the blokes saying last exactly. time, oh, this hasn't been around for that long. We're not focusing on it too much. And it was gone in the first 20 minutes or so. They, they scored two or three quick ones and you knew they'd knock it out of jail. Oh, Wexy's got a question. I'd like to introduce the crutch protection like cricketers a box. Interesting. I've Interesting. showered next to that motherfucker multiple times and he needs... Uh, a three meter in length box, yeah, and nice. I understand why he's worried about his cock getting hit because if someone tackles him around the ankles, it's the head of his cock's probably getting hit. <laughs> I see. That's a good, good feedback there. Uh, well, 
He asked a question and got a rap. I like yeah, it. Good on yeah, you. Well, well done, well done well there. Wexy well yeah. shows up to two trainings a week yeah. and <laughs> plays every yeah. other game. <laughs> um, Tim Shipstone, how many points will Raiders win by? But we'll get to that. Uh, I want you to hear you break it down at the very end. Um, and Corey Broadway, oh, two th- 2015 was gold. Yeah. And, oh, and then we got Stanley chiming in with, was Christian James carried to a glorious West Mitchie Premiership victory in 2015? Well, let's look at that. What do you feel? Do you feel that you contributed a lot to that side, Christian? Yeah, I was the coach, and I produ- I put together a team that I thought would win the. You know, even though I might okay. have, I even though I might have held off Who better players than me at fullback. To be uh, <laughs> NK, yeah, NK. <laughs> but anyway, do you feel that Andrew Scraper? Did you give a signal to? And- like I know Andrew got injured. There was chat afterwards that you'd sent the word out to tell him to fake injury so you could go to halfback and NK could go to fullback yeah. and win With the game for yeah. you. Save him face, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew NK would do the job. But anyway, Stanley, I've been struggling sleeping, so put some more um, GoPro footage of you going down to Bunny Hill in Japan for me and then, um, yeah, we can what talk about it. Okay. Have you we'll seen that one. shit? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, um, uh, one question. Is... Paul Stanley, a better all-round footballer than Sam Voorhees. I always tell him he is. I think they're different generations now because Stanley's oh, so yeah. fucking old. Um, <laughs> yeah, but nah, they're, 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 slightly, they're slightly similar. I'd say that one thing with Stanley is he's got a defensive game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> better defender. <laughs> His kicking game better is as good as Sam's. He's yeah. easily like... Stanley, just a classy player. Yeah, but, you know, Sammy's um, hair game is better. Yeah, that's yeah. true. His when looks game is slightly better. I don't know. Just quick shout out to one of my all-time favourites, Shane Drano Atherton. He will be going to Sydney next weekend to watch his Raiders playing oh the grand yeah. final. So hopefully we'll be catching up for a couple of sips somewhere along the way. I'm very excited. Oh, nice. Always like enjoy a good intellectual chat on the piss with Drano. It's a good time. Yeah, nice. So we and with um with uh Tim's question, what is let's break down the grand final. Like, what do you reckon is exactly going to happen? Don't I can go first. Oh, put on the spot. Um, yeah. I feel as if Canberra are going to come out and they're going to keep doing what they've been doing for the last few weeks. They're going to come out aggressive. They're going to be tough in defence as they have been. They can. They got a lot of blokes who can sting as they showed That's the other it. week. Even Croker was putting shots on. Yeah, I think they'll be tough. I think they'll. The whole first half will be tight. The Roosters will come out firing, as they always do. But I think at the end of the day, the Roosters are going to be too good. That defense as much as it hates me to Melbourne, say it. Yeah, I just think they're going to force them into error and they know how to come up with key plays. And you look at it, Kronk, Kronk's game management, second to none. And you're and also he, trying to beat a side with Tedesco at the back, which is almost... And impossible. when you need someone who can create something, well, he's your go-to. Big call, couple of big calls there for old Coach Robinson. Sam Virils, he was a manly junior. He's real good young player, and he's been killing it. But Jake Friend would have played. He's played for Australia, and he put, would have played Origin this year if he didn't get injured. Mm. He's got to come in. You're going to bring JW in, so young Lindsay Collins, who does a good job from he'll he'll go all he'll he'll go off the bench. JW he led the battle for him last year against those Melbourne forwards, and he took the points. So. You're going to have him and Papali ripping and tearing into each other. There's going to be plenty of fireworks. And Bateman, Bateman, if there's going to be a stink, it's Bateman. Yeah, because Bateman hates. Yeah, fuck me, Dad. If you can put your hands up and out, do John 
Johnny Bateman, geez, you're pretty fucking good. So we're kind of all on the same page where Canberra's got to bring their best game. They to have try to play to their best game, and I think they've got to catch the Roosters a bit by surprise. And they can't I think play like Melbourne were predictable. So mm. they've got to play that offload. You know, where if Leilu or someone stands in a tackle, gets an offload, or same thing with Bateman and that, those back rollers that can offload or do a bit of ad lib or put a kick in when you maybe you're not expecting it. That's the thing about Canberra too. I think they have that in them a bit more than... Like Melbourne, without Kafusi on the field, and they were a bit flat. They have a running half instead of a game-managing half. I think they didn't really have that extra bit of flair. With Canberra, you got blokes, even like young Joe Tarpany, who plays lock for him. He's a yeah, freak. Yeah, going good. He's played Footwork's test footy. freak. Throwing the pill around. Him in the middle, using the ball. Hodgson coming out of hooker. Leilua uh, um, offloading. Um, Kotrick running the ball on the edges. They're gonna, they, they will throw a lot at him. But at the end of the day, you still got to try and score points, and you got to try and stop them scoring points. And stopping Tedesco is in nearly impossible. And if, if he's off, usually Luttrell's on, and that's a whole. If they story win, altogether. if Canberra win, Josh Hodgson will be Churchill medalist. He'd have to be because he'll run the show and he'll take pressure off. They need a bit more from Aiden Caesar because I thought he fucking really he got state a bit of stage fright, and with with Whiten. Whiten's a running 5'8", and he's tough as fuck, and he'll make breaks, and he'll push up. He, he pushes up well. His running game's fantastic, but season, and they'll have addressed this, they need to put some of their back three under pressure, which is hard, because you look at who they've got at the back. Like you've got Morris, Tupo, and Tedesco. They, they'll start the sets. And those two centres in Mitchell and Manu, they'll get you rolling forward. Same as, and the Raiders... Back five will do a fantastic job too because they've got some big rigs there that'll bring you out of trouble. It's just who blinks first. With the Roosters, they don't blink often, you know, and they showed that the other night. And they'll take opportunities more often than not. Cronk two, last hurrah, all, all the marbles, all the money, all the cash, anti up because he's going to have a fucking massive contribution. And Kiri's been killing it. Thing is, T, like, and you're looking for weaknesses somewhere where they can target. And I'm not seeing many, but you're going to have to get them on. The way to get them is on these offloads. But in saying that, if you don't throw the fucking right one and turn it over, your greatest strength will become your greatest weakness. Yeah, true. Um, where will you be watching it, Dano? Probably Walsh's house. On the bags? On the bags, the boys. <laughs> and you down there again. Yeah, mate. I'll be staying. Okay. Right, man, staying at the Coogee Bay Hotel, drinking downstairs at the Coogee Bay Hotel, but we'll travel to other establishments to catch up if people require <laughs> me to. So touch base with me. You can have a night with Right Man on Saturday night and, you the know, thing, we man, can share our thoughts so on footy over was, a many. Well, boys, come on. I was looking at our streams. So we've ticked over a 1,000 streams on this show now. Yeah, um, since we went on to iTunes. Yeah, which is in. about 900 more than I thought we would get. <laughs> add, add like well, well fucking six. thanks, negative. No, twice, no, but... <laughs> But it's just right, right man flexing his followers, you know? Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people seem iTunes, you say iTunes, it makes you sound flash. So the posh people well, when you've got a platform like Roddy does in the um in the sporting world, yeah. I do you like can sort to. of get your name out a bit and then um and things like this is just a bonus for him, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, I do dig this. I've just seen a crazy photo of some bloke on Facebook has the full um Parramatta eels. Uh, emblem tattooed across his back, oh. so good on you, champ. It's been a long time and between drinks. What about um? Uh, oh, someone asked about Antonio Brown. Oh, Jaden. Yeah, yeah Jaden asked about Antonio Brown doing in the NRL. 
I just think he's so much of a cocksucker, no team would take him. Probably. And Once you've got that much <laughs> negative chat around you, oh, yeah. I think it'd be so hard for anyone to even look at picking you up. Yeah, in any other sport, even like, you know, like trying to take him to Canadian football or something and paying him, I don't know how much their figures are, I wouldn't be anything like the NFL, but just as a big draw card to get back in. You're linked with someone like that. There's too much negativity. You're up on sexual assault charges. You fucking don't get along with all the with with the um, hierarchy at the clubs. You're just an absolute painful fuck. Has anyone been watching the rugby union World Cup? No, I couldn't I give a fuck. I watched. <laughs> I watched <laughs> me either. Really, I watched Australia vs Wales yeah, last night. Yeah, and how half. horrible! Fuck some fuck of the. Mate, you're getting penalised for carrying the ball too hard. Yeah. That, and that's what they do in the Northern Hemisphere. They got pe- like penalty in possession. Did Australia win? P- no, they got lost. beaten by Wales are three points handy. or four points. But they would get the, some of the some of the calls were terrible. That call, Brady's talking about the Australian. Um, I think he was a back rower. Catches the pill, just takes a hard hit up, runs over a bloke, and gets penalised for it. And oh, it was just it's hard to watch. And it's rugby union, so it's fucking hard to watch to start with. Stupid bloody game. And that's the thing. One thing that annoys me about rugby. They have all skills. Like they're more skillful. They do a lot more skills work than we do in league, like ball skills-wise, I should say. And you watch them play like local club sevens and you see some good work. But then they'll get into like trying to grind it out. You're not going to beat teams like England and that playing like them. It's like if you go to, to play the Melbourne Storm and you go, all right, we're going to dominate them through the middle. That's, that's all right if you're the Warriors who can offload the ball. Warriors used to have success against them. But in rugby, if you're just going to play the shit grafting fucking style of rugby, you're not going to do fuck all. You know, it's just going to... And it's yuck. If they beat Uruguay on Saturday, which I'll probably watch in the public bar at the Coogee Bay Hotel, so if you wish to join me, anybody, you know where to find me. So who's going down with this? Just me and Stanty. No, Jane, we're going the nines later on. She She doesn't know if she can handle me going out for two days straight which I said yeah that's how I'm going to be it's going to be like a mini footy trip really so I'm saving it till Saturday morning so I do enjoy it it's like where's our footy trip this year um, that's a trivia uh, question Clint uh, where, where we, is it uh, um, early, early beach, beach I think, yeah. Clint's trying to organize. me grand final time is like you know when you discover another vial of shredding like Peds or something, you know, like some, you know, more that you could like get fucking needled into your rump or some <laughs> shit. That's like right, man, on grand final time. It's real exciting. Yeah, because you've done so much cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what would you say that to show, man? We don't, we don't encourage that sort of crazy talk. <laughs> All right, right. But yeah, you got anything, Dano? Thanks for having me. Ah, uh, you'll that's, be, you'll that's be out a fair bit, bro. That's about it. Thanks yeah. for having me. And suck shit, Laney. I'm still here, so yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah. it'd be good if Laney wants to come on. We'll get Dana on at the same time as well. Yeah. That'd be a good bit of debate. Just have yeah. a war of we words. Gonna, we'll be going to. Uh, we should do the show one time like after an evening out. That'd be a real adventure. Roll into your house. Well, the thing is, you want to, You got to do one when we when everyone's real on the piss. Like it's yeah. kind of like Nate's one. You know, when he said he called it the drunken podcast. Oh, yeah. I, were, I teed up a guest for us to come on at some point. Who is it? Nick Graham. Former Cronulla oh, Sharks yeah. back rower. He lives in the area, doesn't he? Yeah, he only lives in. Well, yeah. He wants to come on. Yeah, love it. We gave him a lift home from Redcliffe Not last a very night. Smart man, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> we gave him a lift home yeah. from Redcliffe last night. So oh, I said, "You got to nice. come on the show." So yeah. yeah. Has he listened to it? 
Not yet, no, uh, the fucker. He, he needs to. He one of the only people in the world that hasn't listened <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, yeah, I sent him it straight away. I said, yeah. I'll be sending you the show. He oh, goes, sick. oh, yeah, it might put me to sleep. I said, I like, him a few times. <laughs> I said, like, fuck, this will be the best thing that happened to you since you before since you met your missus. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is almost as good as a night out at Northies listening to us. That's how good it is. All right, mate, take us out with a grand final thought, all right? Grand final thought. I think it's going to be tight. What Unfo- kind of what kind of attitude do you reckon the players are going to need out there? In They're just going to have to. Raiders can't change a thing because you get there and you try and tinker with too much, you'll get fucked over. You've got to attack them wider, and you've got to have a couple of, you've got to have a few goes at him. You're getting a good ball. You don't want to take settlers. You want to be one settler at the most, then do a shift. And if your strength's there, you have got to hit them on the edges. So like, blokes like Whiten and that on that fo- on that left side fucking half. They're gonna have, they he's gonna have Orbiston trying to, un like um take his rhythm t- timing and rhythm off him like he did to Munster. The thing is too, you've got BJ Lailua, That battle with Latrell. Whoever blinks on that, if one of them starts trying to play their tough guy shit and giving away penalties, that's gonna be a di- a definite disadvantage. I reckon it's gonna be fiery. There's gonna be a bit of push and shove. I cannot wait to see JW and Papali ripping and tearing. I think the Roosters, by eight, first try scorer would be Tupo. Tupo will grab the first one and that'll keep them in their comfort zone. Tedesco, Clive Churchill. Mm-hmm. And Cronk will go at a winner. Dino? Grand final thought, I'd have to say, same as right. Canberra would have to come out firing. Don't change a thing. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep your heads on, but come aggressive. Um, the Roosters, just be the Roosters. Do what you do, because they're obviously doing it better than everyone else. Um, first try scorer would have to be, I think, the Roosters are going first, and I think it'll be a back rower. So take your pick. Oh yeah, Orbo would be decent money. Take he can pick. run a line. I think it'd be a back rower because they'll be sweating so hard out the back on Tedesco. Boyd or him, and someone running at inside shoulder on Aiden Caesar with everyone else worrying about Tedesco. He, at the back. He's their spot. Caesar. You'd be you'd be looking for a back rower, I think. And Clive Church Medal will either go to Luke Keary or James Tedesco. Yeah, it's going to be one of those playmakers. Generally, if someone else can win it, they put in a fantastic performance mm. because they'll get. A lot of the media speculation is always about those blokes in the playmakers. They call it the spine. To me, I disagree. It is the actual spine, but they're the playmakers. And they'll get all the... Or one of the fullbacks. I'd love to see someone like young Chance Nickel Clockstead play. Fantastic. He he needs to be starting set. So they're going to bring a lot of pressure for him. And they've got blokes who know how to kick the ball and just keep peppering you. What about Sweet you, Freddie? Oh, mate, yeah, I just think that I think that what I've I don't watch I'm not religiously watching every game like you boys do, but um I just think what I've seen from the Roosters it's it's yeah they're just they're just it, it's almost when you watch them too you think I think fuck they're a big side mm. they're always just been a big side of late and so I just think they're just they're big and they they know the system they know what to do um I think Canberra they're definitely there's chances where Canberra can take it but they're going to have to take all those chances and not miss any where, mm-hmm. where Roosters can kind of 
you know, get by by with with their ability. And but yeah, I just think Roosters. Um, yeah, and then just the boys that you mentioned for the Clive Churchill. You'd imagine old uh, Horsburgh is going to try and get under some of those more yeah. bigger name forward skin when he gets on and be the pest. Which is what you need him to be. Yeah, but yeah there's he nothing to lose. He used to work with Burgess. There's nothing to lose for Canberra. So yeah. they should go out there and just mm. play fancy free footy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if you thanks for listening to this if you do, and then also listen to... Rugby League in America podcast with the great Nate Gladden. And Nate and his Mrs. Kate, other one, was it Trainwreck or some shit? Yeah, Trainwreck. Trainwreck. So have a listen. There's lots of some good yeah. things, just helping people through different situations in life, just giving everyone a different perspective. And I was doing a great job yeah. helping the people. Not as good as we're doing, but hey, not everybody can be as good as our show. And on the analytics, our, our listeners are a big old cock fest, so there's not many women. But if you are single, Nate, um, Dane still is. Dane um, Adams, yeah. single, available. If you see him walking around with his mum, it's not his missus, it's his mother. Yeah. Well, that's kind of rough. Yeah, it gets into it. Well, I've been <laughs> frequently tried to be hooked up by Freddie, but... Mm. I'll keep trying, Just, mate. yeah. I'm, I appreciate the effort. Right, it'd be good if you helped, yeah, helped out every now and then. No drama. I, I'm struggling I'll, over We'll be button. putting a photo of Dane on the, f- <laughs> on the Insta page. So, ladies, if you like it, you can uh, message us and we'll... Yeah. Send you his digits, things like that. <laughs> probably tee up a bit of a, a date, maybe at the Gaythorn RSL, somewhere like that, romantic setting like that. After dinner, adjourn to the tab bar for a couple of cheap schooners with the Dano. I like it. Hey, he's really good at fingering. So um, do you want to take us out <laughs> with your final thought? Well, <laughs> in life, there'll always be tough times. But if you rise above the storm, you'll always find the sunshine. Stay solid, stay true to what you believe, and don't be a mercenary. And I hope all you bandwagon supporters don't feel bad when that band, if it comes to a grinding halt. Take care. Lots of love. Right, man.